The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, Super Johnny. Hello, Super Trevor. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! Mamma mia. You guys, you're number one. Woohoo! See you in my games. Ha-ha! I think that, I mean, I'll be feeling better once I get, you know, a couple burps out and maybe a couple toots going out, you know. You know how that goes, right? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I have I think I've pooped like eight times today. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I always, I always do, but it's just, I'm just kind of tired of it. Yeah, it gets, I mean, it's really annoying. I mean, how am I supposed to? I guess I, I can't get things done. Like, my son wants to play with me, and I'm like... Buddy, I gotta go to the bathroom again. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're just like those commercials for those people who can't get things done because they gotta go to the bathroom all the time. I, I get it. And yeah, I just feel like I have like I feel really bloated. Like I have just amazing. You know, you know the feeling like after you've eaten too much, which is every time me and you have a meal. Um, like you know, just you just don't feel good afterwards, and you just gotta burp or something before you can feel better. Right. That's kind of where I'm at. I think. Wait. Oh, the red lights on, Trevor. What? You're not recording this, are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, damn it. Welcome to Retro Blist. Thank you for joining us. I am one of your hosts. We don't remember how to do this anymore. I'm Johnny Townsend. <laughs> and I'm Trevor Franklin. And we don't do any editing, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, so that's what, you get what you pay for, uh, unless you're Patreon, then you probably should get more. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we apologize for the lack of, <laughs> sorry, I'm already thinking ahead to what this episode is. And it's just... <laughs> <laughs> this episode is a lack of period. <laughs> just know that we promise we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying so hard. Uh, before we get into the shenanigans of today's episode, <laughs> Uh, Trevor, we haven't recorded in how long? Over a month, easily, right? It's, it's, more, it's almost two months. Oh my god, it's got to yeah. be a record. And we don't. I'm, I'm ashamed and disgusted. I don't like it. You don't like it, but you know, it's just uh, you work in a hospital, so uh, you know, getting free time for you is, is not the easiest thing. Well, I mean, that's that's part of it. But I was I've been itching to record for over a month. I just want to do it in person, and I thought we yeah. were going to finally record in person. And not to go into details, but we literally were about to meet. It was like a month ago. Yeah, you were, and I was yeah, coming. You, I was heading to your place. Like yes. I had my stuff packed up, ready to yeah. go. And then we, I just like I don't know. Are we doing the right thing? I mean, I work in a hospital. Yeah. Uh, but I think what's sending like, over the edge, and I'm not going to give names or anything. I don't think they listen anyway. But literally, one of my friends who lives like five minutes from me posted on social media that they had contacted the virus and their and their mom had it and and their wife had it and they yeah. literally live right down the road for me and i think it kind of sealed the deal for us yeah it just yeah. felt like maybe we're not doing the right thing yeah. we're gonna be talking and spitting five oh, yeah. inches from each other's face this is the thing you should know about trevor and i if you've never met us in person uh if we're talking we're spitting <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. talking spit all over the place if you, if you can tell who's had a conversation with us if they're drenched <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's why it's taken two months because, it's, I mean, I would rather do this, what we're doing right now with Skype, than nothing. 
but I love recording in the same room and I miss it so much that it's just yeah, more it was, energy. It was hard to make it happen, but yeah, two months is ridiculous. I never want to go that long without an episode and, uh, Patrons real quick. Um, I think I just lost the call with Johnny. You gotta be kidding me. No, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> I was just listening. <laughs> okay, sorry. Well, my computer's <laughs> this is this is how this episode's gonna go. If you're not a longtime fan, you might want to tune out of this one. This <laughs> This so, is gonna be a, a not only a struggle for us to record, but a struggle to listen to. <laughs> so my computer just popped up with audio, by the way, so on my end of the recording you're gonna hear that. Um, notifications that I missed three calls from Johnny because that's yeah. how this session started. <laughs> Anyways, uh, here we are, barely, but we're here. Um, let's. Uh, I, okay, I really want to talk about this. I'm just itching at the bit. So, right. if you follow us on social media, you know that we had a certain game plan for today uh-huh. of a of a game <laughs> of the game we were going to play, a very famous game. In fact, you and I both actually spent time looking into this game. I actually looked into a little bit of a history on this game. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, our intents and purposes was to get on the get on our Nintendo Switches and get on the uh, Super Nintendo app on there. Or NES pl- app. Or NES. I don't remember which one this one was on. Uh, one of the uh, you know one of the old school gaming system apps on there, and play this game together. That was our entire goal, and we had set it up for. Uh, you know, like a little bit before this recording today. And then that's when I get the text message from Trevor. That, now, keep in mind, we already had our Bliss Quiz questions all done and everything. Uh, then Trevor sends me a message saying, hey, uh, that game's not old here. <laughs> yep. So at some point in the last few weeks, Super Contra or Super C for the NES, which if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, you know we said we were covering that. Yeah. We I lied. Was- I was 100% convinced that it was on the NES Online on Switch so we could play it together, you know? Um, yeah. And, and I want uh, you to know how yeah. much of a friend that makes me because I just blindly believed you. Yeah, foolishly. <laughs> it makes you so foolish, I don't know if I can be your friend. That's the deal. <laughs> yeah. but. Yes. You let me astray. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even check because I knew it was on there. I thought I had already checked, but it's not remotely on there. None of the Contra games are on nope. there yet. So I don't know what I was thinking. Um so, I was very discouraged because I wrote, we both wrote Bliss Quiz questions for Super C. Uh, we both looked into the game. All my notes were about that game. Um, we don't do much research for this show, but I did more than usual, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we and, did. Uh, I actually did faint yeah. research for once on the actual game itself. I rarely ever do that. I leave it up to you. Uh, but this time, I actually did some, too, as well. Actually read some history of this game and everything. So here's what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, the game we actually ended up playing and we're going to talk about is called, Trevor, what's it called? Wild Guns. Wild Guns for the Super Nintendo. It is on the Super Nintendo app on your Switch. Yep, you can play it together so, with a friend online. So that's the game we're going to talk about. However, when we get to the Bliss Quiz, that's going to be about Contra. <laughs> <laughs> yep, because we're divinely lazy. <laughs> yes, and I am not going to rewrite questions 10 minutes before time. Nope. <laughs> so, even, though, even though technically that's how we used to always do it but that's beside the point but Johnny uh, Johnny, I can tell you based on deep research that Wild Guns is a, a 1994 space western shooting gallery video game by Natsume it actually came out in 1995 in the US so this was a late Super Nintendo game 
and it was a Super Nintendo exclusive. It was never an arcade or anything like that. So yeah, that, that really shocked me. We'll get into it, but it yeah. really feels like it was born to be an arcade. Uh, but Trevor, before we get into that, uh, first of all, a very belated, late, happy birthday to you. No, I'm sure you. you're quite welcome. Um, some really special stuff happened to you in this couple of months uh, since we've recorded. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> this was in my contra notes, but it still applies. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Am I pushing this along? You say it when you want to. Oh no, no, I'll go ahead. There's, there's no flow to this. Um, no. So the first thing I wrote in my notes was that contra, super contra, was in the arcades in 1988. But no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I have two arcade-related stories. Just they're not very entertaining, but I just wanted to tell them because they're cool it's, though. It's been so long since we recorded. I don't remember anything else that's happened to me. My feet have really been hurting. Like, I don't even think it's gout. They've just been hurting. Like, yeah, they would hurt on getting old, old man. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, so me, yeah, my birthday was a couple weeks ago. And uh, all I knew was that we were having some friends come over. It was Kurt, who's been mentioned on this show before. Yeah, he's very, he's very awesome dude, and he's very supportive of us. Yep, as well as uh, my brother-in-law, Grant, and uh, Kelby, my sister-in-law, who I think has also been mentioned. And uh, I knew they were coming over uh, to play games, uh, board games. Um, But my wife sent me out on this to kind of start at the start because, you know, it makes all stories interesting when you put in details nobody cares about. Yeah, I'm already bored. (laughs) My wife wanted me to go to the grocery store to pick up something silly. Uh like a bag of corn chips or something. And I got an attitude about it. I'm like, honey, you know, with the way things are right now, I'm not, I don't like going to the store for nothing. Like we could have picked this up on the Walmart order or something. And I just really got an attitude about it. Like I really didn't want to go around all these people in the grocery store for a bag of corn chips. I'm like, can we not just make it with what we have? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I felt kind of bad about that later. Cause obviously she was just trying to get me out of the house. Um, but when I came back, everybody's there, but they're all in the basement. And uh, by then, I kind of figured out, oh, I was kind of a jerk. I should have just left and stayed gone longer. Because um, I, I hurried as much as possible. I don't think I gave them enough time. <laughs> <laughs> so while I'm upstairs, I hear in the basement uh, hammering and like a electric drill. And I'm getting a little nervous, to be honest. I'm like, what in the world? Because, um, you know, my basement has literally my life's collection in it. And, uh, I'm like, uh, you know, what could they possibly be doing? You know, cause <laughs> all my stuff's down there. You know, are they putting a hole in the wall? What's going on? <laughs> are they drilling holes in your board games? Yeah. Just cruelly, maliciously. <laughs> yes. Cause that's what I think about people. Yeah. Happy um, birthday. <laughs> but so, uh, they finally tell me I can come down and I walk down the steps and there is a big, as in full sized, arcade sitting uh, right there on my floor in a spot where I had a bunch of stuff so they had to move it out of the way and it's got neon lights it has hand drawn artwork on the side and uh, it's like a legit arcade and I'm of course I have no idea what the heck's going on Um, but I realized you know at first I thought did my wife get together you know with with everybody else and like buy me some kind of arcade but then I realized, no, this is like, this is handmade. Um, like the art on the side, I could tell it was like hand drawn. And, uh, anyways, Kurt, who's 
frankly makes me look like a terrible human being just as far as his talents and everything. Oh, both of us. He's incredibly creative. Yes. So Kurt decided, not all that long ago from what I understand, that he wanted to um, make an arcade. He just thought it would be cool. And uh, he wanted to do it from scratch. And he didn't really have room at his place. So he thought, well, who would appreciate this? And, and I was apparently the first one he thought of. And lucky me, it was also my birthday. So basically, from what I understand, Kurt brought the raw materials, some of the raw materials, not even all of them, from Ohio, where he lives, to North Carolina. And him and Kelby stayed up all night uh, working in a shed Friday night, and I think into the day Saturday, and literally built me an arcade. Like, he built a flipping arcade yeah. in less than a day. <laughs> and he didn't just build the wood parts, which in itself would be yeah. impressive. But he's like you said, it's got lights, and it even says Retro yeah. Blist on there. It's He he went out on this thing. So he, oh. he got a the, the monitor, which looks like it was made for it because he made it fit perfectly was something somebody was throwing away that he picked off up the side of the road. Um, he's even got little speakers in there. Uh, the arcade, like, their controls are like legit controls. He had to buy those. Um, but it's all fits perfectly. And Kelby did an amazing job on the, she, like, did hand-drawn art. Like, just all these little things I would have never even thought to do. And they think and did it overnight. Like it just blows my mind. Yeah. That's impressive. I, uh, you, yeah. You sent me pictures of it. And the fact that they did it in one night is pretty amazing. They, uh, I thought that he already had it pretty much together and they just had to put it together overnight. But then Kelby told me, no, they actually went to the hardware store and bought the MDF board to finish it <laughs> that <laughs> night. Like that's how last minute it was. And uh, there's shells built into it. Like, you can actually open up the side of the arcade cabinet and there's stored shells in there just to be more useful. Like, shells that roll out. I mean, I'll tell you, I like to think when I was Kurt's age, I mean, he's probably 10 years younger than me, give or take. I like to think when I was his age that I had a lot more energy and was just had, you know, a brighter mind. But when I was his age, I was, if I... If I beat a level on arcade game, I consider it an accomplishment. Not building an arcade. <laughs> yeah. So he, he truly makes me look like a like a piece of filth, which I know is his goal. That was his whole goal in life. You know? <laughs> That's why he did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, he's just he he is truly ridiculous when it comes to yeah the, the talent and the time the time he's willing to put in. Um, of course, he organized the whole switch thing for your birthday. Uh, yeah. He's really doing a great job of making us both really look inferior. (laughs) Yeah, who was it that told me that they just can't believe the fans we have? Which, I'm going to claim this was a Retro Bliss fan thing, even though that probably has nothing to do with it. (laughs) But the arcade does say Retro Bliss on the marquee, so I'm going to claim it's a Retro Bliss. That we have such obsessive fans that they actually built me an arcade. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I like it. Did you put put pictures of it on on our Facebook page? I thought you did. I... I was kind of waiting to decide what to do with it. Like, I kind of wanted to do a big reveal, which I guess the podcast is the big reveal, but I think I'm going to make a video. I did oh, yeah. I did put that, some yeah. teaser pictures up, though. So, yeah, I guess it's really not a surprise. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I'm eventually going to... i got to put a lot of games on it. Um, games already on, games you can't buy. I don't feel guilty about that, you know. Probably shouldn't talk about it on the air, but... <laughs> oh, you know you know the federal government's listening to Retro oh, yeah, List. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're tapped in. <laughs> Yeah, so they got nothing was, else to do. 
that was my first arcade story, and truly, I, I mean, how do you react to a gift like that? I mean, if my mom or my wife got me a gift like that, it would be amazing. But Kurt, I mean, he's basically family, but he's technically not even family yet. And I've really never done anything for him except I just exist, which is really not a benefit to anyone. And yet, <laughs> like, how do you react to a gift like this? I mean, from, from somebody yeah. who... I mean, if he if he bought me a T-shirt, that would have been a pretty good birthday gift, you know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway. I know. I I haven't even met him, and he organized getting me a switch. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty impressive. I've seen the pictures of it. The thing looks pretty freaking sweet. He did a. I knew he was doing it because he actually reached out to me, uh, well ahead of time and told me his idea. And he was asking me for some ideas of what games you like to play in the arcade. And then I thought I was being very sneaky when I said, Trevor, let's do a very special live episode <laughs> about arcade games we like in uh, a countdown thing. <laughs> and um, I, didn't, yes, I didn't suspect anything, by the way. Well, that's good. Usually I'm very bad at that. So that's <laughs> really good. Uh, but yeah, so it looks really sweet. But Trevor, your arcadeness, your arcade fun that you've had in the last couple of months didn't stop there. So yeah, despite the fact that I was literally given a handmade arcade that can have pretty much any game on it, I'm a very greedy individual, very selfish, uh, disturbed individual. So I decided with uh, money I had made off eBay from selling some uh, some out-of-print Lego sets that I'd hoarded like a, like a cave troll or whatever, and also some birthday money I got that I was going to get the Arcade 1-Up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cabinet. Because of all those cabinets, that's the one that I just, I love everything about it. I mean, how could I not? I mean, we talked about Turtles a billion times on this podcast. Um, so, Walmart. You know, if I don't I don't know if our listeners have been into Walmart recently, but uh, it's, quite, it's quite an adventure. Um, you know, no matter what your stance is on the virus, it's just everything is just kind of stressful right now. Um, and are you still there, by the way? Yes. Sorry, <laughs> I got nervous. My computer's so terrible right now, I just get nervous. All right. <laughs> speaking, being, of par- a, speaking of paranoia. I've been a friend. I've been a friend of actually listening to you. I <laughs> See, I just don't I don't know how to do that, so I don't understand it. But, <laughs> yeah, I got um, you. <laughs> so, yeah, so I drove to Walmart. And to be fair, I didn't go just to pick up my arcade. Although I was pretty excited about it because this thing's been out of stock for ages and my local Walmart actually had one to pick up. Um, but also, um, my belt, you know, I've gone through many belts and usually they burst at the seams, so to speak. <laughs> but this belt I have is lasted longer than any other belt. And it's the only belt I have because all the other ones have broken long ago. You know, just the holes are stretched out from from my muscle and my stomach just getting so huge, you know. Yeah, that's um, good. <clears throat> And, uh, but this one, <laughs> the metal buckle literally broke in half. <laughs> the whole buckle snapped, not at a seam, but just down the middle. And it shot across the room. <laughs> so I had to have a belt because none of my, because none of my pants, you know, will fit over my gut. So they're just not going to stay up without a belt. Um, uh, <laughs> So I, sometimes, I, sometimes I do think we're too brutally honest about ourselves. Probably, yeah. I mean, my wife literally listens to this show, so I don't know what I'm thinking. But yeah, embarrassing her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my manly uh, 
angelic body, you might say. Uh, yeah. It needed a belt to hold my pants up. I also <laughs> needed some motor oil, you know, some boring things. So that was my excuse. So anyways, went to Walmart, picked up the basic things. It's uh, it's crazy. Like, it's kind of nightmarish. Um, just everybody's walking around. Just I don't know. Like, honestly, I'm just kind of an introvert anyways. And I've kind of, a weird part of me has kind of enjoyed not being in big groups of people for a while. <laughs> I mean, I have to go to work every day because I'm quote-unquote essential. But as far as being in a big group like Walmart, I really haven't been. So I was already kind of on edge. But anyways... I pick up my essentials, my belt, uh, which, by the way, they barely have one big enough for me. I don't know what the deal with that was. <laughs> it was like they were all tiny, and then they had massive ones, and I finally found one that worked. But anyways, got over to the pickup area, and uh, I don't I don't like to talk bad about other people, but I don't even know who they are, so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> There's a very large, muscular, and also fatular man. Uh, <laughs> That's what we should call ourselves, spatula. Spatula, yeah. Uh, I'm working on my gluteus spatulus. But he, he's sitting there um, with like a, if I remember, it's like an American flag, like face mask and uh, like a, a, well, we're not going to details, but, uh, you know, he kind of fits the area we live in, you might say. Uh, we are the rednecks <laughs> of podcasting, they, they say. Um, and he's there with his wife and there's another, you know, pretty strong looking man there. And there's a point I'm going on about these men um, <laughs> at the pickup area and the lady comes out and says my pickup's ready and I can see from the look in her eyes she really didn't know what to do and it's because this thing is a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be um, and so I kind of slided out the door for her even though I don't think I'm technically supposed to go back in that part of the Walmart pickup area and then I have a sh- all I have is a shopping cart and I got to pick this thing up which is just like 85 pounds of dead weight, which shouldn't be that bad in my mind. You know, surely I could pick up 85 pounds. But the box that these arcade one-up cabinets are made out of are super slick. They're high-quality boxes, and they're super slick. And so I'm standing there, and remember, there's two men and that one man's wife and the Walmart employee all standing around a circle watching me struggle for what felt like 10 minutes to pick this thing up by myself and put it in the buggy, the shopping cart. And uh, at one point, the employee says, do you need some help? But she's, you know, I mean, not to sound old-fashioned, but she's a lady, and I'm like, I really shouldn't ask her to help with this. I don't want her to hurt her back, you know, even though she's probably twice as strong as me. Um, <laughs> oh, we know she is. But I've I haven't even seen her, and I guarantee you she is. <laughs> I keep trying to pick it up, and I get it close, and the buggy starts to tip over. The shopping cart starts to tip over. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and then I almost get it one time finally, and it just the whole thing slips out of my hands and crashes to the floor because it's such a slick box. And I feel like the biggest idiot. I feel like I'm trying to wrestle a greased pig in front of everybody. Um, I'm bending down. I'm sure I'm showing crack to everybody. And, uh, and without I, a belt yet. And but those two strong men did not offer to lift a finger. They're just looking at me the whole time with their American uh, face mask and bandanas and stuff. And like. <sighs> Not to get too dark, but I'm just thinking in my head, God bless America. Yeah. <laughs> this whole scene America's, is just amazing. America's not about helping others. I don't know if you do that. But, I don't, our international uh, audience may not understand that, but that's, you know. No, <laughs> no it was, I mean, well, it was my own stupidity. I didn't blame them. Yeah. It was a funny situation. <laughs> so anyway, Trevor gets it home and he puts it together. And it's pretty amazing. He sent me pictures. It looks 
awesome. What what games is on? I know. Uh, well, it's I mean, just Ninja the, it's just the two there. Ninja Turtle arcade games, which is the original okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was ported to the NES as Turtles Two, but of course, the arcade game is quite a bit different. And then Turtles Four, Turtles in Time, which is just called Turtles in Time in the arcade because it was only the second arcade game. So, I mean, it would be awesome if like Manhattan Project was on there, but that's not an arcade game, and they're just. They're strictly doing like the really, really faithful ports of those original arcade games. Um, yeah, they released the NBA Jam as well, and that's the one I really oh, wanted. Yeah. Um, so you told your stories. Let me tell you one that happened to me uh, in these past couple of months. I'll make mine quick because we really need to get to the <laughs> We've game. We've gone over 20 minutes with my stupid yeah. stories. Um, so I I, I have these, um, these shorts, these pair of shorts that I really love. They're my favorite pair of shorts. And they literally, I've had them for so long that the elastic band in them is just gone. It's just, it does not exist anymore. <laughs> this is your belt story reminded me of this. Uh, so, like, they're... <laughs> so, keeping them uh, pulled up uh, past my massive uh, uh, muscle gut is very <laughs> difficult. Uh, but they're so comfortable that I love them and I won't throw them away. <laughs> so, anyway... Uh, I, you know, of course, when you're, uh, when you wake up, uh, I usually sleep in these shorts for often. I haven't, also, I haven't went anywhere in like two or three months, so I'm, I think I'm losing my mind. That's kind of part <laughs> of it too, going into this. But, uh, and you can probably tell if you look at my Facebook post, I've, I really had to pee when I woke up. And I know a lot of my stories involve me having to pee, and that's probably saying something about who I am as a person. But, uh, I, got up and you know when you wake up and you have to pee you gotta go there's no waiting around you have to get in there quick <laughs> to take care of the deed so i got up and i was still half asleep and i just as fast as i can go which is still fairly slow but fast for me just started inching my way to the bathroom and i knew i could feel it that it was slowly sliding down my body <laughs> as i was going to the bathroom and my bathroom near my bedroom is literally just right there. It's not even that far. Trevor could tell you this. They're right beside each other. Uh, but in the short distance in which it took me to get from my bedroom to the bathroom, my shorts had completely fallen off my body. <laughs> and and also pulled down my boxer shorts along with them. <laughs> so on the bright side, I didn't have to do anything but just let it fly when I got to the, to the, uh, the area. But on the non-bright side... I was thinking to myself, if I was married, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would be the site that my uh, wife would remember when she asked for the divorce right afterwards. <laughs> she'd be like, am I making the right choice? He he does love me. And then she'd remember yeah, that, like, then yeah, that, good. Yeah. yeah, then that happens, and she, she is reassured, once and for all. And I'd have no argument against it. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, keep, so, keeping pants up is a battle. I mean, it's no joke. Yeah, yeah. We should we deserve some sort of medal for that. My medal was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade cabinet. Yeah, I deserve a medal now yeah. for for what I've done for my heroic deeds. <laughs> so, Trevor, we played Wild Guns. Yep, which is the game we always intended to play from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was not super aware of this game. Um, in fact, I even asked you what is Wild Guns. <laughs> so, I just knew it said it was two player at the same time and it was a shooter. I said, what the heck. Yep. So, since we couldn't play Contra, which was also a shooter, we went for the next quote-unquote best thing. What did we think of it? Trevor, Contra. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wild Guns. Let's get into it. 
Well, Wild Guns, like I said earlier, is a Super Nintendo exclusive that came out uh, late in the SNES life. It came out around the same time as Donkey Kong Country. Um, and it's... Uh, Wikipedia, which I've never sourced before, but they describe it as a combination between a third-person shooter and a light gun game, which actually makes a lot of sense. Kind of, yeah. But it does not use a light gun. And to be honest, that always no. scared me away from it a little bit. Because in my mind... It kind of was a light gun game, except you just use the controller. And to me, that's never that much fun. But I may or may not have been correct about that. We'll find out. Um, But another interesting thing is uh, apparently it was a team of five people, or sorry, a small team of people who made the game in only five months on a small budget. Um, uh, Only three core members and two support staff, apparently. Uh, That that impresses me, because this does not seem like a small budget game particularly. Um, no, no, it doesn't. But it's uh, yeah. If you've not played it before, it's it's kind of unique. There was a a game I had on the my brother had it. I think it's called Cabal. I don't know if you played it with us, but it's on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, and you just basically run left or right on a single screen, moving your cursor around and shooting enemies, which is yes, basically what this. this is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, think of. Uh, yeah, it's a behind the view, and you have a cursor on the screen so you can aim it wherever you want to. But you can also move your character, and you can jump. And um, it's it's kind of a unique game. But Johnny, it's been so long since we've done this. I seem to remember we had a a, a flow to the show where it's graphics, music, graphics. And Let's get into it. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Graphics, um, two things. First of all, I feel like you can tell this is a a later Super Nintendo game. And second of all, you cannot tell that it's made by a tiny team in only five months. Because it's a pretty solid looking game. I have to agree. I think the graphics look pretty great. Uh, It's one of the things that stands out about it, in my opinion, in a very positive manner. Um, There's two characters you can choose from. They both have great character. De- that's a couple of really good character designs. Annie one's a man, one's a woman. Yep, and you can, but you can change their colors of their outfits. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's two players at the same time. Uh, there's a lot happening on the screen. I didn't notice very much slowdown, mm-hmm. uh, except for when Trevor was trying to bomb something so many times, and <laughs> I think the game couldn't decide what was happening. <laughs> but other than that, uh, it, it seemed to move fairly s- smoothly uh, graphically. I didn't. I didn't notice a lot of, uh, you know, usually on these games when there's a lot going on, uh, you know, it kind of have some pop-up or whatever yeah. or something like that or some flicker. I didn't really notice a lot of it. No. I mean, I'm sure there was some, but I didn't notice that much of it. No, I think, and you pointed out right at the beginning that it's so important that the characters look pretty detailed because it's important that you know which character is yours. So they, uh, not only are the characters, well, one's a guy and one's a girl, they look completely different. But also, you can change the costume colors. Like, if you want to both pick the same person, you still look pretty different because you can change colors. Yeah. Um, and the detail in the characters are really good. The uh, the character designs... Well, I guess I should mention, the box of this game claims it's the first Western sci-fi. And I don't know if that's true, but this game did come before Firefly, which is the first one I think of, the Firefly television show. Um, this came a few years before that, so... 
I don't know. I can't think of another Western that has like robots and things like this. So I just think the the enemy designs are kind of cool for that reason. Um, yeah, it definitely takes some nods from Westerns and from sci-fi movies for sure. There's a lot of cowboys and robots. And I would say it's unlike uh, Firefly, which is kind of seamless. This one's like if you literally took those two things together and just smashed them. <laughs> yeah. Because you got... Clearly, it's the Old West, and your characters look like they're straight out of the Old West, like the American West, you know. And then you got robots and machine guns and modern weapons, so it's just like a literal smashing of those two things together. But the backgrounds look good, and and it's good that the backgrounds look good because, like I mentioned before, each level is just a single screen, or each part of the level, I should say. Right. So, for example, in a given stage, you might have three areas— but they're all just a single screen. Um, so whether you're playing single player or two player, you're confined to basically just one area. But thankfully, there's enough going on. It doesn't get too repetitive as far as the visuals go. Um, like there's stuff in the yeah. background you can blow up and shoot. Yeah, uh, and also there's just so much going on that, and you've got to constantly look if a bullet's going to hit you or not, uh, that it's kind of hard to even pay attention to one thing So because there's so much going on on the screen. But I would say, uh, well, I'll save it for gameplay as we'll talk about how difficult it was. Um, oh, but yeah. graphic, graphically, overall, I, I would say this game looks very, very solid, uh, and it would still hold up today, and it still holds up today. Uh, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked that I hadn't really heard of it before. Yeah, and like I said, I've seen it, and I've even heard good things about it. But to me, it's like, oh, it's just a light gun game without the light gun. What's the point? But it's not, you know, it's. Um, but we'll get more to that with gameplay, but I agree about the graphics. It's, it's a really good looking, you know what it reminds me of? And when we talk about music here in a second, I might say the same thing. It does remind me of a Konami made Super Nintendo game, which is a very high praise. Yes. I already know what you're going to say too. It's a really good game. We both like, um, uh, Trevor, I think let's get into the music and the sound. What do you think? Music. Let's get into it. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll admit I didn't have the music up super loud because we were using the Switch voice chat app, and I didn't want to totally drown drown you out. But it, I liked what I heard a lot, and uh, I felt like it would not be out of place in a in a Konami Super Nintendo game, which again is high praise. Honestly, if you told me if I hadn't seen on the main screen of who made this game, I would have assumed Konami the whole yeah. way with the music and the graphics. It just screams like it should have been a Konami game to me. Yeah. Uh, which is, for me, especially in that era, is very much high praise. And Johnny, I can tell you just from my own brilliant mind that uh, the composers for this game were Hiroyuki Uatsuki and Haro Ohashi, which I said perfectly. Yeah, flawless. Um, I really liked what I heard. Each stage obviously has its own music. Um, again, I can't tell this game was rushed in five months because the soundtrack feels fully finished to me. Yeah, that's another thing, too. This game only took five months. That's just impressive all the way around. <laughs> five months Honestly. with only three main people making it. That's just crazy. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Cle- um, clearly, they had mastered the Super Nintendo by this point. I'm sure if it came out like a 91, it probably wouldn't have been possible. But Yeah, yeah. This really benefits from the late cycle that it had uh, in, the, in the Super Nintendo's life. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you on the music. It's, it's fairly good. 
Uh, I don't know, like, I can't remember any off the top of my head right now, but I do know that when we were playing it, that I was like, oh, this is a good song. I like this one. It, it, pushed, uh, it, so, it pushed it forward. Yes. And like yes. when he faced a boss, it definitely made it more intense. Yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, anything else about the music and the, and the sound before we move on to the to the big cream of the crop? Um, No, like, yeah, I, I would have to listen to it more to have more to say about it, except I know it was definitely good. And it might even be great, but I would have to listen to it more with the volume turned up higher, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. That's what I say about myself and no one agrees. Exactly. Uh, let's move on to gameplay. Trevor, let's get into it. So, uh... What's the first thing you noticed, Johnny? I think you mentioned it already <laughs> with the gameplay. Uh, well, I noticed a lot of things. Um, first of all, when we first <laughs> we first decided we could play this on normal, and we quickly normal found out that we could not. Yeah. yeah, that we could not. And we also it also took us a while to figure out what the controls were, and then Trevor had to look them up because uh, it got to that point where we were not doing something right. And there's a lot that happens on the screens, all kinds of different enemies. Most of them shoot at you, but you do every once in a while have this very annoying guy who has a knife who comes right in front of you. And he'll cut you, man. He'll cut you. Yeah. Uh, and he was very tough to deal with. Um, there's boss battles and stuff that are really fun. Uh, but I think the main thing that I was really concerned with when it comes to these shooters that are like light gun games but don't have a light gun is how's it going to feel using a controller, you know, Uh and I have to say, now, in fairness, technically I'm still using a joystick, so I think that made it easier. I don't know how I would do it if I was using the D-pad. Um, but it, for me, it controlled fairly well, and once we got it, we started playing a lot better. Yeah, when when we first started, the first thing I thought was, uh-oh. Like, I, I was afraid the controls were going to be a little too tricky. But it's it's a true game, and I, and I appreciate this so much. It's a true video game in the sense that it's pure gameplay. And literally every minute that we played it during those first 10 minutes, we got better and better. So I would say within two or three minutes, we were pretty comfortable with the controls. Definitely by five minutes. Um, yeah. It's just the the controls are super simple. Uh, you can move left and right freely. But if you're holding down the Y button, which is shoot, and you can hold it down to rapidly shoot. Um, thank goodness. This would be terrible if you had to press the button every time. Which is what I started out doing originally, yeah. and I just kept lassoing, and I didn't realize why. Yeah, so if you hold the button down, you shoot. If you just tap it and let it go, you throw a lasso, which stuns enemies, and you have to use it on certain like close-up enemies. Um, you can jump with B. You can double jump if you jump again in the air. You can kind of slide to duck out of the way. And if you press the X button, you use one of your special bombs, which are limited. And that's about it for the main gameplay. Um it just takes a minute to get used to the whole rhythm of it, like of, of shooting and, and getting out of the way in time. But there's really cool like cues, visual cues that I think help you with that. Um, if you're about to get hit sometimes, like a speech bubble will pop up. Um, and uh, usually I think it's pretty easy to see when you're about to get hit. I would say 80% of the time. And you can actually yeah. jump out of the way, which is cool. Unless you're in the corner and then it gets a little tougher. Yeah. So, I was just uh, reading here um, from this secret source that's RetroBliss exclusive <laughs> that they actually added the speech bubbles uh, 
because of the sort of the fake 3D effect. It was too hard to tell if you were going to get hit or not. Um, also, the people who made this game were told to make a, a in-between game, basically, until they got their next big assignment. So they were given a few months to make a, a holdover game, basically, and that's how this game came to be. Um, and <laughs> there's some crazy stuff in here. So uh, the reason they gave Annie a dress, which isn't too hard to figure out, is just so she would look very different from the other character which is smart. The The voice actor for Clint, the main guy in the game, they, they couldn't afford to hire voice actors, so it was the game designer in a bathroom. He just recorded that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I seen. The music, which we were saying good things about, uh, they handed the composer a CD, a best-of-hit CD of Western music, like from Westerns, and told him to listen to it, and he apparently just really enjoyed it, and uh, it inspired him to make the music. <laughs> Oh, well, there we go. But anyways, yeah, the the gameplay is is simple. It almost crosses the line of being simplistic, like of being too simple. But I think there's just enough there with the... It's a game where you kind of get in the rhythm. You're basically just shooting and running and dodging. But yeah. if you think about it, that's all you're doing in Contra, for example, which is a game we never intended to cover. Um, <laughs> no. And you can't say that we were going to. You're basically running, jumping, and shooting in that game. This game just feels more restrictive because you're stuck to one screen, but you're basically doing the same things. And it controls well enough that it just feels good. So the really simplistic, repetitive gameplay, I think, gets by because it just feels right. That's kind of my take. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I think the game controls fairly well. Uh, I it they, they The controls felt good to me as well, um, which is a very much a positive uh, and it's really easy to get into, but it's also easy to get better at, which is also another positive. Which is, and honestly, the whole time it feels like a really well done arcade game. Uh, it goes yeah. very quick. It's one hit kill too, so if you get hit once, you're losing a life. Uh, so that's another thing to remember. So it can get kind of difficult at times, where a lot of things are shooting at you or throwing, uh, you know, dynamite at you all at once. It can get kind of tough. Uh, but I think overall, uh, we got to where we were getting pretty good. We did not beat the game, uh, no. but we beat. A, we beat a couple of the levels, though. And that's a good point, too, is the structure of the game is, is I guess, Mega Man-inspired, but I think it really helps the game out. You start in Carson City, and you have to play that level first, but after that, you can choose from the other four levels. Um, and I really like that. So if we kind of got where we just couldn't beat a level, maybe we go try the gold mine or the train level. Um, so, And the other cool thing is, it's really hard to beat a level, and you do go all the way back to the start of it if you lose your lives. Um, plus, it has one-hit kills. I don't think we mentioned that. You have three lives, one-hit kills, and you're all you know the way the thing back where to I the said start. I was li- You know that thing where I said I was listening to you? Yeah. I said it was one-hit kills just seconds ago. <laughs> so the thing about this game is you die with one hit. Yes. But anyways, that wasn't my point. <laughs> my point is they made a really good decision to let... If you actually beat a level completely, it stays beaten. Like, until you turn the game off, at least. So, as far as I could tell, there's unlimited continues. Um, we conti- we continued a number of times, yeah. and we- I never once saw a limit. No. So, so it's, it's like if you beat two of the stages and the other ones are giving you trouble, at least you don't have to go back and beat those other ones. Uh, that being said, though, there's only the initial level, and then the four there, and then apparently there's a final one if you beat all those. So, I guess it's six levels altogether, and they're all pretty quick. So, this is a quick game which I guess you could argue might be where 
shows a little bit that a small team made this in only five months. But to be honest, this is the kind of game that feels like a straight out of the arcade. It doesn't need to be super long. It would get old. I think it was longer than that. I think it's one of those games, if you really enjoy it, you're going to pick it up and play it and try to beat your score next time or try harder difficulty. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't really hold it against it that it's only six short levels because it's just that kind of game. Yeah, I thought it kind of made sense, and I'm, I'm with you. If it was more than that, it might have got to be too much. Uh, you know, because uh, this is not an insult to it, but it, there's not a lot underneath the surface. No. It kind of is what it is, and I liked what it was, so I'm not knocking it at all. But you know how that goes. Like, so it's, it's like a movie that's really good, but if it's like two and a half hours long, you're like, why is this movie two and a half hours long? Right. Star Wars, cough, cough. Uh it's, it, you know, it doesn't need to be that long sometimes. And this game, I think, did that part right, very much so. And, uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um, uh, you said something that actually made me remember something. Uh, oh, 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 yes. There's not a lot to discover. There's no hidden depth. I was going to say the only thing we did discover was that there's a, like a power gauge that fills up and it's just based on how oh, many yeah. enemies you shoot. And once this green gauge is totally filled up, you get a Vulcan, which is the strongest gun in the game and you're invincible until it runs out. Um, yeah. And literally, literally you just murder everything in your path yeah. when you're that. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So it actually gives you something to work forward or work toward forward, work forward, you know, and that is one thing that you seem to keep. Like you seem to keep that even if you lose all your lives. Um, yeah. So the, your power bar. So that was cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anything else before we get on to our final scores? Well, it's uh, I think the standout feature is it is a simple game. It's a straightforward game, so you kind of know what you're getting into. Um, don't go for looking for more than's there, but yeah, I guess I'm just repeating myself at this point, so no. <laughs> Did you say don't go for looking something's there? I think you said something of that nature. <laughs> I think I might have had a stroke. Yeah, I hope you're okay. <laughs> I'm too old to be replacing friends at this point. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's it. Let's get into our final scores for Wild Guns. Let's get into it. So, uh, I don't mind going first. I don't mind you going first. Do you have a preference? <laughs> uh, you go first. All right. It, it has really been a long time since we've done this. Like, I'm trying to remember my mind. I'm getting back in that mindset. Because, you know, I always took the scores kind of seriously. But all I'm thinking right now is, okay, I had a lot of fun with this game. I had a lot of fun with it. It's really short and simple. The only reason it's not short is because it's crazy hard. By the way, I looked on game FAQs and users rate it as tough. So, it's, it's one step away from the highest difficulty. So we're not alone in thinking it's hard. Um, I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna go with an eight. I'll keep it short and simple. Like it's a it's a simple game. It, it probably would have been a classic seven if I reviewed this a year ago and I was super harsh. But I don't know. Life is fleeting, and <laughs> I don't mind the fact this game is simple and short. I really don't mind it because hey, guess here here's why I'm going to give it an eight instead of like a seven because. Um, and this is a shout out, I guess, to the Switch Online service. I don't know why we haven't used it more. I've not used it much at all. We need to. But our game we were playing, you know, we beat three of the levels. 
Uh, so I created a save point. So it'll be there waiting for us whenever we decide to come back. And I hope we do come back and beat the other levels. Um, so I made a save point for us so we can continue where we left off. And that's why I'm giving it an 8 because I enjoyed it enough that uh, I hope we come back and finish it. Um, I won't go any higher than that because it's truly a simple game. And I don't know if the replay value is bad, but I would say the replay value within a short time frame is not high. Like, in a one-month period, I'm not going to play this game for 10 hours. Right. Um, yeah, I'd agree there. It's, 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 you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes here and there. Maybe a few months later, I pick it up and play through it again. But it is great two-player fun. It's still fun single-player. I think it's even harder, though. Uh, it's a great, fun two-player game. I kind of... <laughs> I kind of felt like I played a little better when it was just you one of did, us. You did, yeah. I kind of think I was just holding you back, to be honest. <laughs> I thought it was just easier for my brain to keep up with what was happening, That's true. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah my it, brain's very simple. <laughs> very simple and, and just burn yeah. out, honestly. But oh, On all kinds of things, yeah. Uh, simple, fun, 8 out of 10. Shallow is a puddle, but I don't, I don't know. For some reason, I'm forgiving today. I don't really mind that. Because <laughs> <laughs> life is fleeting, yep. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said. The the game's fun. That's what matters the most of all to me. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. I would go back to it, and I do hope we go back to it and play more. I would like to beat this game. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I really, um, I'm trying to think of some of the negatives, too. Uh, it is short. Uh, well, like we said before, there's not a lot under the hood. Kind of what you see is what you get, for better or for worse. But in this case, I think it's for better. Uh, the game is a lot of fun, and it does not overstay its welcome. I'm going to give this a seven. Hypocrisy. Point five. That's a little better. <laughs> there you go. Seven and a half. Uh, I like this game. It's fun. Definitely will play it again. And you're right. There's a lot of really fun games on the on the Switch, on the uh, online services that we need to take more a better advantage of. I'll tell you what's not on there is uh, Super Contra. That's, that's for sure. We can tell you without a doubt, <laughs> Super Contra is not on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, well, actually, I mean, all on the uh, free online stuff. Yeah. It's, you can actually play the game if you pay for... Isn't there like a Contra collection yeah, in there somewhere? and I think that's why I thought it was on here. There's the Contra collection that has like eight Contra games on it. It's only 20 bucks, and it was on sale for 10 bucks. I'm an idiot for not downloading it. I Honestly, I, I don't know why I didn't. Um, but right now it's 20 bucks, so we could have done that, but we're incredibly cheap. Yeah, and, and poor, yeah. and all these things. Uh, so that was Wild Guns. <laughs> For the Super Nintendo. It is Retro Bliss approved. We both liked it. Trevor, I'm ready for a, just a good old-fashioned commercial. What about you? Roll it. Hi, I'm young Andrew Wentz. My dream is to be a podcaster on an awesome network talking about random topics and just having fun. Whoa, what's that beam of light? Hey, young Andrew Lenz. It's me, Andrew Lenz from the future, telling you that your dream is going to come true. What? No way! Yeah, you're going to have an awesome podcast called Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? And new episodes come out every Sunday on... PSAP Radio Network! (laughs) I need to get me one of those. Uh, Trevor, I think it's time for everybody's favorite game show. And that is the... Blish Quiz! Like we mentioned before, 
all our Bliss Quiz questions are about Contra. So deal with it. Here we go. <laughs> so Johnny, since uh, I know you don't have any questions about Wild Guns on here, I did look up the price for Wild Guns. Do you want to take a guess for just like the average price for a used loose copy on eBay? The sold price? Oh. Uh, I want to go with $25. That's close. It's about $200. Oh, so, so, yeah. so close. So apparently this game, uh, well, it came out late in the Super Nintendo Life, and it's stupid expensive now. Like the, oh, that's fun. The only truly complete box copy I found sold for $1,000. Impressive. It's about 150 to 200 just for a loose copy. That uh, A sealed copy of that game is worth more than I am. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> You didn't need to agree with that so harshly. No. So we, uh, here we go. Yeah, we won't be I'll reading go. your feedback, by the way, because you, your feedback was on Contra. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Good point. So, Johnny, yeah. I'll be honest. I forgot about yep. it. Either. All right. So, uh, Bliss, I'll go first, Trevor. Right. My first Bliss Quiz question about a game that we didn't play today. Yep. I want to list you uh, uh, some movies. And two of these movies is the answer. you got to give me both of them. Oh. What two movies inspired Contra? The movies you can choose. Why are you asking me Alien? about Contra? We we didn't even play that today. I know. I don't know. I'm playing Lucy Goosey today. Okay. Aliens, Rocky, Rambo, Star Wars, Back to the Future. Oh my goodness! Two of two of those inspired Contra. Which were they? I, the incredibly obvious ones are Aliens and Rambo. And I'm just gonna stay obvious. I'm gonna say Aliens and Rambo. That is correct. Oh, good. Yes. Very well done. In fact, if you look at the... Hopefully I'm not taking away from your question. But if you look at the uh, box art for this game, even the box art was inspired by a oh, certain, yeah. uh, certain movie star. You can see it when yeah. you look at it, A certain action star from this time period. Yeah, you know what? And it's kind of a mix of uh, like uh, action wartime and sci-fi in the way that Wild Guns is a mix of Western and sci-fi. Yeah. So, Get to the chopper. So there's your uh, connection. So, Johnny, yes. which of these is a true statement? I have three choices. Which is true? A, the NES version of Super C had three exclusive levels. The NES version was called Super C because it was believed Americans preferred shorter game titles. There's a stage select code in the NES game only revealed by Nintendo Power. So, three exclusive levels in the NES version. This is compared to the arcade. Uh, the, the it was called Super C because of Americans, or secret stage select code in, in, in <laughs> Nintendo Power. <laughs> Nintendo Power one. So, Contra, Super C for the NES, removed the level select, select code that the European and Japanese versions had. So Americans didn't even get to select the level. Uh, the American version also lost the 30 lives code. We only got a 10 lives code. So, that was false. The correct answer was, the NES version did have three extra levels uh, over the arcade game. So, it was actually a longer game than the arcade game. And they were all vertical scrolling levels. Which, if we had played the game, I was going to talk about those levels, but we didn't. So, I don't want to brag, but the two that I thought it could be were the ones that were both wrong. Cool. Alright, here we go. Number two. <laughs> Number two. Uh, my second question about a game that we did not play today. Um, a certain band had an album inspired by Contra. I'm going to name you some bands. You tell me which band uh, it is. I think you are about to run my final question, but go ahead. <laughs> All right, well, if you get it right, then. Was it Panic at the Disco? Was it The National? Was it The Shins? Was it Vampire Weekend? Or was it Fleet Foxes? 
Well, uh, I've actually discovered that this is a band I ignored for years. Kind of thought they just were nothing, you know, and uh, listened to them and found out I really, really liked their music. Like, I think they're doing something other people don't do, creating fun music that's not stupid. Oh, Nickelback. You know about Nickelback, Nickelback, yeah, and Creed. No, <laughs> that's Vampire <laughs> Weekend, for sure. Correct, correct. So, yeah, you were in my third question. I can't believe we both went that direction. That's hilarious. But well, you have to ask us so at least get one right. <laughs> I'm going to go and ask it next since it's run. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Johnny, which yes. music would Bill and Lance, the stars of Contra, listen uh-huh. to? On their Walkman devices while blasting Alien Scum. Okay. So you know, you know, Bill and Lance are are real gruff, tough dudes. Yeah. They listen to Limp Biscuit, Vampire Weekend, or Creed. Oh, this is tough. By the way, the second um, mention of Creed in ten seconds. <laughs> I uh, I want to combine two, put a Limp Vampire. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Vampire Weekend. Uh, as you kind of mentioned, the second album was named. Partly after the game and partly after something else that's related to the game, I think. But <laughs> there was a revolt in another country yes. that happened during the eighties. Yeah, that was also called Contra. So yeah. Um. All right, Trevor, your last question. If you get this one, you would have gotten all three right. What changes were made to Contra again? The game we did not play today before its release in Europe. Mm. All right. A. The name was changed to the Surveyors. B. Humans were turned into robots. Or C. It wasn't changed at all and became illegal, but it did become illegal to own it in some countries. Uh, it was robots, and it was called the Probotectors, I believe. There, there you go. Yep. yep. Yeah, I think that's where Europe got robbed a little bit, because I don't know, the Probotectors just don't sound as cool as Contra. <laughs> well, Europe was also at this time very much against anti-violence. Uh, in <laughs> fact, against anti-violence, they wanted to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, to the They're point where... violence, I think is what you meant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm against peace. I, I stand by my original Give statement. war a chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, what else are we doing right? Uh, actually, actually, I kind of based that last one, last question, the last uh, answer there on the fact that it was at one point in Germany illegal to own a copy of the video game Doom. Oh. Yeah. Oh, huh. Well, Johnny, uh, you can't beat me because I got three and you've only gotten one so far. But you can at least get right. two questions right. Let's see if it happens. Which of these was not a real Contra game? There's five choices and they're all real Contra games except for one. Which one? A, Contra Rogue Core. B, Contra Force. C, Contra Star Wars. D, Contra Star Soldier. Or E, C, the Contra Adventure. Oh, good lord! I don't know. C, C was <laughs> was Contra Star Wars, which, believe it or not, is a real game that has nothing to do oh. with Star Wars. <laughs> it's a 2009 Konami mobile game in the Contra universe. Oh, good gosh! <laughs> that shouldn't even count. No, mobile games aren't real. <laughs> no, they're really not. Uh, Contra Star Soldier, I just made up because it sounded kind of real. So it does. They all kind of fit. So Johnny, right, so, I'm I'm sorry you failed miserably. That's all right. That's uh that's how this whole episode feels. That's a giant failure. It was my fault we didn't even cover the right game. So I guess I'm real the real failure. Well, you dragged me down with you. We're both failures today. You yeah, didn't fail by yourself. Works. There you go. You're not alone in this failure. It is ultimate disappointment uh, that is retro blessed. I think. 
I'll be honest with uh, you. Sorry, go ahead and say what you're going to say. Nah, go ahead. Like I'm looking at the time right now we've been recording, and it's been so stinking long since we put out an episode. I was kind of hoping we'd give the people at least an hour worth, and we're going to be just short of that even, it looks like. Well, we could just run our mouths for another two okay. minutes. So uh, we have been a little slack on the Patreon, but we said yeah. a while back we were going to give you uh, a, an episode per month at least, sometimes more. And so if we missed a month, we are definitely going to make that up to you. Um, Johnny put out a short review of uh, Streets of Rage 4 recently, so check that out. I'm going to do another Trevor's Obsessions, and it's either going to be about arcade games, because I have you know, two new arcade games here, or pinball, which I've become obsessed with lately again. Oh, yeah. Trevor does not shut up about pinball. It's all I've heard for the past month. I, I go in phases where I get that way about pinball, and... Uh, well, there, I can fill up another minute with that. So Yeah, another stand back, everybody. Yeah. There's a minute of pinball talk. So I decided, here's a little teaser for what's probably going to be the next Patreon-exclusive episode. Go to patreon.com, search RetroBliss, give us a dollar, and you can hear all the bonus episodes right there on you the You can hear page. all about Trevor's obsessions about pinball. Yeah. Worth the dollar alone. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I've kind of... If, if money were no object, I would have several real pinball tables. There's no question. But since it is, and they're crazy expensive, and I have no talent for like repairing broken parts, I kind of decided it just doesn't make sense. But Arcade One Up, who made the Turtles Arcade Cabinet and the NBA Jam one we've been talking about, are making this year, supposedly this year, several digital pinball machines. Which, I know this is not a new thing, but it was new to me because I didn't know it existed. So basically, it's an affordable, they're going to be about the same price as their arcade one-up machines, you know. So affordable is a stretch maybe, but a heck of a lot cheaper than a real pinball table. But it looks like a real pinball table, just a little bit smaller. But it has a digital LCD screen, like underneath the protective glass or plastic, whatever it is. So it's, uh, and it kind of tricks your eyes, it kind of looks legit. Like, well, from the videos I've seen. You All know. right, Trevor, got to cut you off, it's been an hour. Aww. Everybody, thank you for- Thank you for joining us on Retro Bliss. We very much appreciate you all. Uh, we're going to try to do more episodes. Maybe next time we'll actually cover a game we'll tell you we're going to cover. Well, who knows? We haven't covered Link, uh, that Zelda game, in, uh, God, <laughs> in a year. That, what a so. failure. What a failure. We're supposed to do that six months ago. Yep. Uh, so that's where we are. That's the kind of show we are. Uh, so if you're sticking with us, you're just enabling us. But we thank you for that. Trevor, anything else you want to add before we get off of here? Uh, nothing about pinball. I, I promise. I shouldn't say promise, but we're going to do. I'm not. I don't even want to wait a month. Like we're going to have a new episode out pretty quick after this. Let's just hop on Switch Online and cover another game soon. There's no reason not to. Give Chris work to I'm do with, with all the editing. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Stay tuned until next time. Over and out, uh, Trevor. Next time, uh, we're gonna. What game are? We, let's go ahead and tell them what game we're going to cover next time because we're not going to cover it. <laughs> uh, super contra link to the past. All right, stay tuned for that for the next episode.